Hello, friends. Welcome to the Spots of Time podcast with me, your host, Kim Scott. Thank you for joining in for just a little inspiration to empower hope and healing for yourself and for others. So let's get started. As we prepare to enter into the new year, for me, it's always a perfect time to think about what I'm grateful for. And I think about how I can be more grateful, how I can grow in gratitude. The word gratitude comes from the Latin root word gratia, which means grace. I recently read, grace and gratitude belong together like heaven and earth. Gratitude follows grace like thunder and lightning. I love that. I'll share this quote and its source in our show notes. So that's what we're talking about today. Gratitude. I'm calling this spot of time Growing Gratitude. And I invited a friend of mine to join me in talking about gratitude. Her name is Nuka Solomon. Nuka is the CEO of an organization called Free Wheelchair Mission. Free Wheelchair Mission believes in a world where everyone who needs a wheelchair has one. And to date, they have given nearly 1.4 million wheelchairs to people in over 94 developing countries. That's incredible. I love what they're about. And this is how I met Nuka. And in the short time we've known each other, about a little more than a year, I have found her to be down-to-earth, fun-loving, and also a woman of deep faith. And as you listen in, I think what you'll hear is that she is truly inspired And her perspective about gratitude is enlightening. Enjoy the conversation. So hi, Nuka. How are you? Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks for having me. This has been a long time coming. So I'm really excited we're finally doing this. I know. I know. Well, I just honestly wanted to say, you know, I appreciate your time because I know you just got back from Brazil. So um, I know that you are recuperating most likely and, um, and you're just, you're busy. So, you know, time is a commodity. So I truly appreciate you giving your time today. Thanks. Well, I'm not any busier than anyone else. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, when I was thinking about, you know, doing an episode on gratitude, I couldn't think of a better person to invite into this conversation than you. So, um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about Free Wheelchair Mission and um, your trip to Brazil? Thanks. Um, 
Well, the free will mission has been around since 2001. We're a faith-based humanitarian nonprofit organization um, based in Southern California, but we do all of our work um, globally. So we give out wheelchairs that are cost-effective, durable um, in the developing world uh, to those that are most in need. Um, and it really got started uh, because of the big issue that a lot of people don't realize exists. I didn't even before I started working at Free Wheelchair, which is that there are 80 million people, and that's the World Health Organization estimate, that need a wheelchair at any given time. Wow. And the vast majority of them cannot get access to one. Right. So we are really, our, our calling is to give um opportunity, hope, um, transformative, um, tangible hope to people that um, need mobility by giving them this new device and showing them God's love, um, Mm. reminding them that they are not forgotten. And no matter how far away they are or how isolated they may feel, that there are people out there that care about them and value them. Yeah. Well, I think um, this is a perfect lead in to our conversation about gratitude, you know, because I think gratitude is critically important to like just the health of our lives. You know, I mean, there have been so many studies that have shown that gratitude reduces stress and it increases our overall well-being and happiness and um, and obviously, um, I think gratitude has a spiritual connection, right? Absolutely. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that kind of, you know, gratitude is really the foundation of building um, all of our virtues, you know, in life, kindness and joy and, um, you know, generosity. And so um, I just think that you know, to talk about gratitude, because it's so easy to focus on what we don't have. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I just wanted to start, I guess, by asking you, you know, how does gratitude show up in your life? Like, how do you practice gratitude? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's something that all of us struggle with, um, you know, because we all have needs, we all have desires. um, Right. But we have to remember that, Things could always be worse, um, and there are always blessings um, in our lives despite our circumstance. Everyone is facing some sort of a challenge right. or hurdle um, at any given moment or time in their life, some big, some small. Mm-hmm. But I think part of life, at least the way I see it, is being able to find the what I call the but at least. Um, but at <laughs> least um, today I was able to... Um, get a parking space. (laughs) Sometimes it's that small, (laughs) but at least I have the love of my family, but at least I have a job. Um, And I think that is what I try to practice. I actually use that line with people that are really close to me when we're having deep conversations about some struggles. I say to them, find the, find the, but at least, Mm -hmm. and that's really about giving thanks um, and finding the blessings in the midst of the struggle. Um, gratitude for me um, is that. And then it's also about giving back. Um, so yeah. I look at gratitude as a circle in a way. 
Um, so someone may do something or share something that is a blessing to you, but then in return, you end up not just feeling that blessing um, and that reward, but giving back to them. And yeah. then they in turn are then blessed and have gratefulness um, for you in their life and the surprise that came from them giving. Yeah. Um, and I think that, and I, I know it sounds maybe a little Pollyanna or wholesome, but if <laughs> we all practice that and thought about that more intentionally, yes. there, there would be a lot less I think angst in the world. It doesn't mean that there wouldn't be struggle. There are things that are beyond our control that take place. But if we leaned on each other a little more and thought about that circle, um, then I think um, life would be a little bit easier. Um, yeah. And in my work, uh, you know, and in my personal life, I see those circles come together so many times, um, mm. you know, with my children, with my loved ones, uh, my friends. And, and especially with the work that we do, I think there's no way when you work or lead a nonprofit organization like uh, ours that you can't see it, um, not just within the work that you do and giving out the wheelchairs, but in the team that is giving and sacrificing every single day um, to give back. Right, right. I love that because, you know, I, I truly think that that's what God intended, you know, like that for people to be grateful. And um, because I think when you're, when you're grateful and you really focus on even the smallest things, I love that, but at least, <laughs> and, um, but I think that when we focus on what the little things, the blessings, the graces, mm -hmm. um, we do, that does kind of well up in us and, and we can't help but yeah. share that and pay it forward. And then, like you said, it's kind of like a, just a continuous circle of giving and being grateful and giving and being grateful and, you know, like just how that could grow um, exponentially. I think that, um, you know, we lose sight of it when things are going well. Yes. <laughs> We're not on our knees crying out to God or yes. um, to our friends and family and surrendering. Um, when things are going fine, you know, you're celebrating, you take things for granted. Yeah. Um, but when you have those moments in the dark of the night or in the light of day where you're brought to your knees, you're rocked with something that you truly feel is beyond your control to bear and deal with, you then realize, wow, I took for granted in the good times, all of the things that were so visibly um, a blessing to me that right. I, you know, didn't realize <laughs> were the rewards of life. And yes. in those moments, the gift. When it's hard. Yeah, the gift. It's hard to then see the but at least because you're so overwhelmed. Yeah. You you've spent so much time taking for granted in the mo in the midst of the height of, of, things working out, that when things are not working out, it's hard to see the but at least. But I think that's the key that, you know, God wants us to be reminded that uh, life is a very fragile thing, mm -hmm. uh, but he's still always there. And sometimes he reminds us in those moments that he's there and that we should still count our blessings and have gratitude for the but at least in those moments. Um, and hopefully then when we come out of a dark time, we remember that so that we don't take for granted 
um, when we're no longer in the midst of the struggle. That's right. You know, it's interesting. Um, I often think about the advice that uh, St. Paul gave, you know, in that um, in everything we have to give thanks. And when I think about that, I mean, like, that's a tall order, you know, in everything, like the good and the bad and uh, the plenty and um, the lack. And um, I think, you know, the only way that we can give thanks in everything is just like what you're saying is that we need to acknowledge, Mm -hmm. like when things are good, you know, Mm -hmm. that in every good thing, every good thing comes from God, you know, everything that I have, all the things that I'm able to do, um, that's because of God, that God has given me the talent and the skills to do the work that I do. But I, I don't know that, you know, everybody gets that. No. And, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm always humbled when I go out um, to um, do the work that we do. And it's not easy um, to feel as connected um, in terms of the work of giving out wheelchairs globally, because if we're based in the States, um, as we are, mm-hmm. and in my capacity as CEO, um, I really have to make an effort, right, to get out there and see it firsthand and understand why we're doing what we're doing and what the need is. And when I do get out there, um, as you mentioned, I just got back from Brazil, I'm always reminded that, um, and the obvious thing is, you know, how fortunate um, we are to have our mobility to live um, in a place where the resources are more abundant. That's the obvious, you know, thing. But the thing that's less obvious is when, I connect and meet firsthand with an individual we're giving a wheelchair to, and especially when I get to do it within their home Mm -hmm. and I'm welcomed in and I'm thinking I'm going in there to give them a wheelchair to bless them. (laughs) And in return, they're giving me something back, which is a reminder, right? That um, despite their circumstance. So they have a, but at least, right. They still have, and then you can fill in the blank with many things. They have gratitude for their family. They have gratitude for the love they're receiving. They have gratitude for the fact that I walked in there. They Mm. have gratitude for the fact that they are still able to have a roof over their head. And, you know, it's, it's a, a, a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. Um, and it's always a surprise. Um, I, and it's funny because I've done it many times now, but I'm always surprised by it um, because I sometimes forget um, and I get back on a plane, I go back home and I get focused on my paperwork and my life. Yeah. But they remind me each time of that. And then I get recharged and it it really helps me, I think, as not just a leader in what I'm trying to achieve, but just in my personal life and and how I'm choosing to live in, yeah. in just the, the midst of gratefulness. Yeah. And not taking it, you know, for granted that, you know, the things that you have have come from, you know, like your work, like what mm-hmm. you you know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. even though you are the instrument, you know, God made you that instrument. That's right. Yeah. And it's um, interesting. I, when you were talking about, you know, the people in developing countries and, and that, you know, they're, 
kind of their attitude, I guess, of, you know, but at least there's always something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, like, there's like, kind of a a humbleness Mm -hmm. that is um, necessary to have that true and deep gratitude, you know, to the ability to be able to, to humble, you know, yourself. And I think that people in developing countries get that better than we do, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. I think also when we go and do the work that we do in this humanitarian capacity, or even if, you know, an individual is going to another country for vacation or for some other business matter. Right. It it really is uh, upon us to humble ourselves because, Mm. you know, despite the fact that we may be entering that space with the resource or, more wealth or more um, opportunity, um, we are coming into their country, their culture, um, their circumstance. And we then have to kind of take a step back, despite the fact that I may be coming with an actual brand new wheelchair and listen and hear and take the time to experience um, what they're about um, without being imposing. and so that humility is not just upon that person who's receiving, but it's really also about the giver. Um, so in this situation, in me giving the wheelchair, it's really about me, you know, getting on one knee and getting mm. at their eye level and tr- making an effort to be relatable, making an effort to not be imposing, taking off my shoes if that's what culturally is respectable to them in their household. Right or whatever it may be, and not thinking that because I'm the giver in this, you know, exchange, that um, they're the ones that should be humble. Right. Um, and huh. so that that is something that I, I think is extremely important. I take very seriously. And I always ask those that are around me that accompany me on trips to do as well. Mm, I like that. You know, a good friend of mine, um, who is a priest from Ghana, he's always sharing um, just kind of like juxtapositions of his versus, you know, our community here in the States. And he was sharing with me how people express gratitude in such a profound way in Mm -hmm. like his community in Ghana. And he was sharing that when when someone receives a gift um, that they actually kneel down in front of the person that they are thinking and to the extreme where they put their forehead on the ground Mm -hmm. and they utter the words, my head is in the dirt. And I just thought when, when he shared that, I thought, wow, I mean, you know, to get my daughter to write a thank you note, (laughs) it's like, (laughs) you know, pulling teeth, but you know, it's just like that, that, that humbleness, you know, and, and the, the profoundness of their gratitude, um, just really is moving to me. But I, I love also that in giving that, you know, there's a necessary humbleness in giving, like, you know, like, I think it's, I think of the story of, um, the widow, you know, who gave like, you know, her last coins Mm -hmm. and it's, you know, kind of like, do we give from our generosity? Do we give from our like our plenty, or do we give from you know like that? It's going to kind of hurt a little bit and really humble us. And um, you know, yeah, I've had it happen where uh, you know I, I remember 
a time when I went to the uh, Dominican Republic and I was in a home. Um, it was one in one of the sugarcane plantations, which are mostly inhabited by um, Haitian migrants. Um, and there was a man who we had given a wheelchair to his wife and, you know, he was just so grateful and he gave us the very last year of co corn, um, wow. uh, years of corn that he had. Um, he roasted them. He insisted that we stay and, you know, we had to be there to eat this charred ear of corn <laughs> that, I mean, to be honest, I mean, if I'm going to be very blunt, wasn't very easy to digest, but right. I wouldn't dare not eat it. And I understood the significance of that. Um, and that was his way of um, imparting upon me that, you know, he is truly grateful, grateful. for this, mm -hmm. mo this moment. But then it's my way of receiving the blessing by eating it and participating and not saying, oh, this is your last ear of corn. I shouldn't have it. I actually needed to receive it and take it because to give it back to him would have been insulting and wouldn't have been the closure of that circle that I was telling you about earlier, where right. I'm, I'm receiving with gratefulness the blessing he's trying to impart upon me. Um, I had a woman um, whose daughter received the wheelchair in Thailand for me in June. And the same thing happened. Um, you know, this is a girl who her name was Soya and she's literally crawling on the ground. She's 30 years old. She's got mm. severe disabilities and her mother um, raises her on her own. And she was getting the wheelchair, didn't have a wheelchair. Her mother actually has to lock her, lock her in the house every day while she's working um, and, you know, takes the key and locks her in the house so that she doesn't harm herself. Mm. I mean, it's a very devastating circumstance. Right. And the, the, the girl at 30 has probably the mental capacity of a five-year-old, an elementary school child. Mm -hmm. And her mother, after we gave her the wheelchair, hands me Soya's journals. And they're like these little notebooks, like the composition type notebooks that, you know, kids have here in the state right. where you practice your penmanship and um, in with Thai caricatures and, and language, the words that were on there were happy, grateful, you know, just all these positive words and right. giving me these journals. And I'm thinking, wow, like this is such a treasure. It's your child's, you know, written word and we all treasure our children's trinkets right yes and she handed them to me and i just felt so bad taking them but again another demonstration of someone trying to show me um gratitude um the depth and, of their gratitude and the yes right and and me having to receive the blessing because yes she wanted that um and then she came back later and sent a whatsapp message that was translated later on you know, just expressing what a difference the wheelchair has made for Soya. Um, so, it, it, you know, you 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 see gratitude in the midst of places that you would never expect, and in sometimes right. very small forms, and sometimes very um, demonstrative, dramatic forms. And that's throughout yeah. the Bible, right? Um, right. So many times Jesus performed miracles. He got down on one knee, and the the way you describe the Ghanaian um, um, story, it's very similar. Yes, 
Yes. But it's also interesting, too, that is, you know, displayed in the Bible stories, like when Jesus healed the the 10 lepers, mm-hmm. and they all walk away, and they didn't realize they had been healed. But then as they're walking away, you know, resuming their journey, and they realize the healing that's taken place, only one returns mm-hmm. to say thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it just goes to, you know, taking things for granted. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, to practice true um, gratitude, we have to remember that um, it like we have to kind of think about the ultimate giver. You know, and the ultimate giver is God and to be grateful for just the things, the little things that we take for granted, like our very life mm-hmm. is a gift, you know, my breath is a gift. Yeah. And in, in talking about, you know, uh, free wheelchair mission, my ability to walk it, is a yeah. gift, but we take those things for granted, like they, they are due to us somehow. Yeah, you know? we have a, we live in a society that's so complex now. Yes. Our lives are not simple. Everything comes quickly. Everything is accessible, especially when you live in a country that has abundant wealth. Right. And so it's so easy, as I was saying earlier, to um, lose sight of yes. all that you have around you, the riches. And the riches in our mind are dollars, right? And stocks and and retirement yeah. funds and big homes. But truly the riches are clean air and water mm and food, and shelter, and peace, right? Without bombs going over your head. Yes. Um, And as you described, your mobility, your health, those are actually the riches that the vast majority of the world actually don't have. Right. The vast majority of the world is not abundantly resourced with clean water, food, mobility, as I described, with 80 million people needing a wheelchair, shelter, peace, right? So- it is very easy for us to take those things for granted. Um, but I, I'm, I, I think I'm grateful just to have my job where I'm reminded of it. Right. So yes, um, I can't, but help, but to think about my mobility, but to think about yeah. when I go give out a wheelchair, those resources that those individuals also don't have besides them not having their mobility. So yeah, it's, it's not, it's not of God to not think about those things. Right. Right. And I think, you know, in talking about the importance, um, especially, you know, us in, um, you know, the States, um, that practicing gratitude, you know, helps us kind of, um, flip the switch, you know, from being so me focused and from Mm -hmm. complaining about what we don't have um, Mm -hmm. or holding so tightly onto Mm -hmm. what we have, Mm -hmm. you know, that growing in gratitude, you know, actually, you know, blooms joy and happiness. It blooms contentment. And, um, and I think it helps us like, like somehow I think when we're truly humbly grateful God somehow squeezes our hearts and and helps us to grow a desire to give and to extend ourselves to help others. And I think it kind of goes back to what you were saying, you know, at the the start of our conversation, you know, in that I think that's how God intended the world to be that 
all of the inhabitants would one be grateful for the gift of life. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, to take what he's given us, the plenty, the extra to extend it to others. And then from a place of, of deep, humbling gratitude, we repay, you know, that, that gratitude by giving, you know, and then it has, like you said, that continuous ripple effect so that, Hopefully, you know, and like you said, not to sound Pollyanna, but so that hopefully everyone has what they need. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think those that it's hard to say this, but those who have been through a lot in their lives, mm-hmm. yes, um, who've suffered traumas and have triumphed and been resilient. Um, in my experience, and, and you know, this is just my opinion, tend to get that. Um, yeah. A, a lot more than those who haven't. Um, and it's, it's, you know, one of those things, as I said earlier, that it's unfortunate because those that have not suffered as much, and as you said, complain, whine when something small does happen, right? Um, you know, lose sight of all that they've been resourced with, right? And all the things that could have gone wrong, um, before. Um, yeah. But yeah, many people, especially in our country, and we're, we're so blessed and I'm so grateful to, to, to have the resources that we have and to be able to also, you know, come out of, um, of this space and be able to also bless others and to be reminded of how they are a blessing to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. You know, it kind of reminds me of the story of Job in the Bible where, you know, Job has everything mm-hmm. and, um, and he praises God. He's very grateful and um, he knows, you know, where everything that he has comes from. And, uh, but then, you know, the devil approaches God and, and says, well, Job is faithful because he has so much. Mm-hmm. And he said, but I think if, you know, it was all taken away you know, mm-hmm. he would blaspheme you. Yeah. And so then God allows Satan to take everything away from Job and he does. And he mm-hmm. strips Job of everything, mm-hmm. um, all the plenty and, and just, you know, everything like the basic needs. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, what Job says, you know, because everyone's like, oh my gosh, you know, like, like God isn't faithful to you and, and God is mad at you. And, and Job just simply says, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken, taken away. away. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, blessed the, be the Lord. Exactly. And that is that fork in the road, right? The the test of your faith. Um, yes. And how you see life, right? Um, not just life here, but eternal life. Um, and how do you act in those moments? Because anything can be taken away from any of us at any time. Yes. Um, and so how will you be in the midst of that? Um, and that's what I was saying in terms of those who've been through a lot. They already know how they're going to be, Absolutely. right? Because they've yes. already had they've those moments on their, knees, yes. on their knees, <laughs> right? Um, but in the example that you gave, he had not been, but when tested, he he triumphed. Um, and the triumph is not about getting it back. The triumph is about um, still staying in your faith um, that's and right. belief that God will take you through. Um, And taking through the hard thing is doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get it all back. 
Right. It means that you're still going to be, um, you're still going to have God, you know, he's not going to abandon you. Yeah. And that's also a hard thing because I think we're inclined to want to have it all back the way we wanted it. Yes. And that's where in my work, um, you know, when someone loses their mobility, they may never get it back. And in most cases, they're not going to, right. They've lost their, their limb yep. um, or limbs, plural. They, they've had paralysis. Um, they're not getting their mobility back per se in the traditional sense with their two legs, right? Um, but they still have to find a way to find gratitude every day and then wait for the wheelchair if they are waiting yeah. and then still be able to find an appreciation for life, family, God, resources, despite the fact that they won't be able to use two legs. Yeah. Um, so triumph and um, blessings and gratitude don't always come in the, in the form that you, we want. You know, for um, about a year, uh, like every year I, I pick um, a word that I focus on. And a couple of years ago, my word was gratitude because I kind of just found myself I don't know, just feeling sorry for myself, you know, mm -hmm. and um, like all the things that I didn't have that I wanted. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, kind of forgetting that I had what I needed, you know, mm -hmm. like the basic necessities of life. And so I kept a gratitude journal for a year. And like you said, sometimes um, it was like that, but at least, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it was hard to, you know, like, find something in the day to be grateful for. Um, but it really taught me um, that it is truly like the little things and to stay focused on faith, to stay focused on, um, you know, just the fact that I woke up today is such a gift and something to be grateful for. I think we also, um, what you just described in terms of keeping a journal, we, it's not just about, um, taking for granted, but we just get busy, you know, yes. don't, um, you know, like I, I described, you know, when some, when you're going through something, you're on your knees and you're calling out. And so right. sometimes if you're a person of faith, you have, you have no choice, but to be reminded to be grateful for those, but at least, but when things are going great, um, yes. you may not, you know, you're not quote unquote as much in need. Right. Um, and so you may not call out as much, but then also on top of all of those things, we just lead very busy lives. Yeah. And what I've noticed in countries like ours, where there's so much going on, there's traffic, there's <laughs> internet at our disposal at, at any time of day and hour, there's a plethora of, of channels to watch on, on television, right, um, right. There's so much abundance and so much distraction and distraction going around us that the simplicity of living in a place where mm. the internet shuts down or the stores close or, you know, the lights don't work and you're just forced to be still. Yes. Um, where things are just slower um, in terms of movement in a day, um, you have more forced opportunity to focus. And I think that 
I know I'm guilty of it um, and have tried many times to say, okay, I'm going to write a, <laughs> write down all my, my, my things to be grateful for and haven't stuck to it. Right. The, the, the perpetual new year's resolution. Right. Thing. Right. <laughs> um, but a lot of that is because of that just constant go, go, go. Um, yeah. So I do think that is something that we could all learn from those who have a slower paced life a more simple life too. Um, and I, and I observed when I, when I've traveled to these different places that they're, they're more still and more present. Yes. Wow. And maybe that's also, you know, the starting point to, to growing in gratitude is just that, that stillness, that presence, that, um, just simplifying, you know, all the, all the, um, distractions or the plenty, the, you know, just all the things that we have at our fingertips, literally, mm-hmm. um, to just kind of pull away from that, um, you know, each day, you know, just for a few minutes of, of quiet, um, just to think about um, the gifts that God has graced us with, you know, on any given day. Well, I want to, um, again, thank you. Um, I do have a couple of wrap-up questions just for fun that I'm going to ask you. Sure. But before I get to those, I just wanted to, um, like, we're going to include on our um, website and in our show notes ways that people can um, support uh, Free Wheelchair Mission, but to just share a little bit about um, how much, like, the wheelchair costs and um, you know, just anything that you want to share. That- Each wheelchair um, is given um, brand new to the individual. Um, they're shipped. Uh, we, we manufacture them. Okay. And they're shipped and go directly to um, the countries where we have distribution partners. They arrive in container shipments, 500 uh, wheelchairs up approximately in a container. And then they get distributed to those in need. And on average, each wheelchair, we say, costs um, $96. So for under $100, you're really transforming a life. Um, The wheelchairs are assembled. They get put um, um, right, uh, you know, to that individual. um, And we see the need um, being um, from the beginning. And then we see the transformation from the beginning. The first transformation we see is a smile on that person's face yeah, or there are family members lighting up because mm. the wheelchair isn't just providing mobility and opportunity for the individual to go to school, church, um, get out into the light or be in their community, but it's also providing for their family, um, family. to yeah. get hope. Um, and to feel less of the burden and to be able to potentially go out and provide economic um, stability and resourcing because they no longer have to, um, um, you know, take care of that individual in the same way. So um, we mm-hmm. encourage people to check us out on freewheelchairmission.org, to look at our social media um, and to think about ways that they may want to support. There's opportunities for people to become reoccurring givers. So just like we all love Netflix and and uh, <laughs> Amazon Prime and whatever yes. it is that we do that gets deducted from our credit card every month, there's lots of ways that people could support us on a regular basis and know that they're providing mobility to others. That's beautiful. Under $100 transforming lives. That's, that's, that's right. Doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. 
And the best part of it truly is not just the obviousness of lifting the person off of the ground, but when we're giving out the wheelchair, we're actually telling that individual that they're loved. Um, we, mm. we give them that message verbally yes. um, that they're loved by God, that they're worthy, that they're not forgotten. Um, and so uh, for me, that is just as important as um, giving them the device. Yeah. Amen. Okay. So let's do our five wrap-up questions. Just for oh, fun. Boy. Okay. <laughs> so my first question is, what are you reading now? Or oh what was the last really good book you read? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, I'm actually not reading anything right now. Um, okay. I was supposed to be reading something, but um, I... <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm part of a book club and, um, the unfortunate thing is I've missed the last two months because of travel. Right. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite books that I've read in the last year, um, was a personal librarian. <gasps> that's um, mine. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, so that's a good one. Um, let's see. Uh, I mean, I like, I, you know, when I read, um, besides obviously faith oriented books, just yes. for me and my prayer life, but I like to read books that are fiction, but have a nod to history. Um, yes, same. so I want to be transported to another time, but at the same time, I don't want it to feel too heavy because my work is heavy and, um, outside of my work, I, watch a lot of news because I have to stay on top of what's going on in the world sure. because of my work. Yes. Um, so I am a little bit of a news junkie. So when I read a book, I want to be transported. Um, yes. And in the <laughs> same way that when I watch a television show, I, I don't want to have to think so much. Um, yeah. So that book was, was one that made me feel um, connected to a character and also yeah. taught me something that I didn't know. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. That was a great book. Okay. Next, mm -hmm. what does a perfect day look like for you? Oh, a perfect day with has food involved. <laughs> <laughs> Good food. You're I a love beauty. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, but you know, I have I love to cook, but I also like to eat other people's food, meaning I like to go out or or, yes. or you know, experience someone else's cooking. Um, so I, I love food. Um, and that's hard when you get older because you got to watch it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, because I don't Isn't like that exercise. The truth? <laughs> <laughs> if I liked exercise, it would be a lot easier. Um, <laughs> so a good day definitely has that involved. Um, it also has um, time with friends or family. Um, and that could be for me just a really good long conversation on the phone mm. um, because I do have a lot of family and friends that are out of out of um, my area right. um, or just time spent. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm an artist. So I if I'm really, really having a good day, I mean, the perfect day would be me taking time to paint something oh, and um, create something um, with my hands uh -huh. um, and also just vegging, you know, um, yes. because I'm so busy and yeah. I feel like I'm on a perpetual go, go, go. A yeah. good day for me is actually being a little bit lazy. Um, yeah. So um, curling up on the sofa under a blanket and watching a, a good movie or a TV yes. show, um, 
taking a, a lazy walk, um, um, strolling, you know, in a, in a store or a mall that I like, um, not feeling like I have to go. Um, right. That for me is a good day. So a little bit of that simplicity that we talked about earlier, where I can yes. be present yes. and kind of take in my environment and take in my surroundings. That's wonderful. Inspiring. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about a movie you really love? Oh, goodness gracious. You know, the problem with me is that <laughs> I watch a lot of movies and I don't, I wouldn't say I have a all-time favorite movie. Okay. Um, I, I don't have a movie that I, you know, there's some people that are really close to me that can quote movies and remember every scene, right. every line. And um, I, I just, I can't do that. Um, right. I, if somebody calls off a movie, I can say, oh yeah, that was really great. Yeah. Um, but I'm not a person that can rattle off great movies. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm going to fail at that question. Not that this okay. is a pass fail, right? I'm not <laughs> no, being it's scored. not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Two more. Mm-hmm. One thing most people misunderstand about you. Um, I think that because I'm a CEO and I lead a organization and I have, you know, a outward facing role, a leadership role, I think that people think that I am like really extroverted and (laughs) love like being at a podium and, you know, you know, you see so many startup CEOs walking, pacing the the floor of the stage with their yes. turtleneck and yes, you know, and their headphones and signing autographs, which nobody's asking me for my autograph for sure. <laughs> but like they, you just think, oh wow, like they have it so together. In the same way that you see um, singers or performers, right? And you think, oh my gosh, they'd never be afraid to get on stage. And then you listen to them in an interview and you learn exactly. that they're actually petrified. Right. Um, and then, so the two things I would say in my capacity of my role in traveling quite a bit and as CEO, I think people would think that I'm super extroverted, which every personality test I've ever taken actually puts me in the middle. So I'm half extrovert and I'm half introvert. Right. So I actually love being inside. Yes. <laughs> and, and cherish it very much and value it. But then at the same time, I'm comfortable when I need to be, to be right, on the stage. Right, exactly, yes. Um, but it's not my, if I had to pick, I'd rather not be on the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's a surprise to some people. Um, and the other thing about that, um, in terms of my role in traveling, I love to travel and I love to be in the midst of the cultures and the experiences, but I hate getting there. So I I detest flying. And so I, I like the means to the end that it it has to (laughs) be, but getting on the plane, not the middle part, I'm borderline, I'm borderline white knuckling it, you know, I'm one of those people that's looking around me and watching how everybody's snoozing and comfortable and laughing (laughs) when the plane has turbulence and they're acting like nothing just happened. And (laughs) I'm not really understanding how they don't see that God didn't make us have 
wings, we have legs and arms. <laughs> exactly. And we're not actually supposed to be flying in the air. That's right. So, but I understand that I have to do it to get to where I need to get and where I want to be. So I do it. And, um, you know, I'm not necessarily hyperventilating, but it's not something I love. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Favorite quote, scripture or personal motto? Oh, my goodness. You're <laughs> killing me, Kim. <laughs> Let me think. Hmm. Favorite quote, scripture, or motto? Um, well, motto I'll just take. Um, okay. And it's a lot of what we talked about in terms yeah. of um, gratitude and the but at least thing. But I, I think my life motto is that God's never going to give me anything I can't handle. Mm, um, and again, those that are really close to me know some of the things I've been through in my life personally. Yeah. And I think when I die or when people think about me and I'm just going by what people say to me that are very close to me, they always say, wow, like you're super resilient. Mm -hmm. And of that, that is really coming from that belief I have that I'm never going to be given something I can't handle. So yeah. when I'm going through something at work or personal life or, you know, anything, <laughs> I, yeah. I tend to, you know, have my moment, right. That we all have, sure. but I always fall back to that, um, that, you know, I am going to get through this. Um, and the Lord's not going to forsake me and he is going to take me through because he always, always has. Um, yeah. and so, that's, that's what I believe. Um, and what's hard, and I tease about this as one of my closest and dearest friends, <laughs> is that I say to her, well, darn, he really thinks I, I can handle a whole <laughs> heck of a lot. Um, because I see all these other people that don't have these things going on. And he <laughs> must think, wow, like, I'm not going to give them this problem because, you know, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to tough it out. That's so right. I am I am a tough cookie. I know that. And um and I'm proud of that, you know. Yeah. Um so um I think that's my life motto. And there's so many scriptures that are related to that that you know I could quote, but it's really embedded in that belief that he he will not forsake me. That's right. You know, I was uh sharing um last week, I read a beautiful scripture from Isaiah. Mm -hmm. And the scripture goes, you will keep in perfect peace, mm -hmm. all those whose minds are steadfast, because wow. they trust in you. Yeah, that's what comes to mind when you describe, um, you know, your motto, you know, that God is not going to forsake you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love yeah, there's, you. There's so many. Oh, thank you. Um, I also like Psalm. The, the I mean, the Book of Psalms is one of my yes, favorites. Yes. Um, and it, there's one that I've been, I've been kind of seeing and reading a lot. Um, mm -hmm. and it's in I think it's Psalm 46. Um, maybe I think it's 46.5. I could be wrong. So okay, you can edit this if it's <laughs> I got it wrong. Okay. <laughs> but um, it basically is saying that God is within her. Um. Ugh. And she will not, she will not fall. God yes. will keep her um, at break of day. And it goes on and on, but that's essentially, it's the same thing that I was saying. It's right. You know, as, as long as I have Christ within me, 
um, he will not forsake me um, and he will always be there for me. Um, and I may not know how and when and the hour things will will be different, mm. but I just have to rest in that. Amen. Well, that's, I think, a beautiful ending to our conversation about gratitude. Hmm. Well, I just want to thank you, Nuka. I thank you for who you are and what you do. Um, you are inspiring. And um, I truly am uh, grateful to know and you. Thank you, Kim. And you're inspiring because this hmm. platform is really a megaphone for others to be able to hear um, and learn. And well, I think the, the biggest thing that we can do to help others is to share. Um, staying mm -hmm. closed and and being behind closed doors doesn't really expand people's minds and impart upon them knowledge and faith and, that's right. and hope. That's right. What a great conversation. There's so much to unpack. I can't wait to just listen and listen and reflect and just let Nuka's insight and wisdom just pour into me. I love most of all the but at least. And as I think about what I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the gift of my life, the gift of my family, especially their support of my podcast project. I'm grateful for all of you who are listening and for my guest and friend, Nuka, who inspires me and who reminded me to be obedient to God. That's the greatest lesson she has shared with me. I am also grateful to God for calling me to empower hope and healing and for giving me the strength and the courage to trust him. How can you grow gratitude today? Well, I hope that we start by thanking God, obviously, right? For all the, the small things, the gift of life, our breath, our mobility, and if God has blessed you with financial abundance, in gratitude, I hope that you might consider donating to Free Wheelchair Mission and support their cause in giving the gift of mobility. Anne Lamott wrote, The, more, the movement the movement of grace toward gratitude brings us from the package of self-obsessed madness to a spiritual awakening. Let me reread that. The movement of grace toward gratitude brings us from the package of self-obsessed madness to a spiritual awakening. Gratitude is peace. So today, take a few spots of time to consider how you can grow gratitude in your life and in everything. 
May we give thanks to God. Amen. This is the Spots of Time podcast, which is produced and hosted by me, Kim Scott. I invite you to go to our website, spotsoftime.net, and leave a comment about today's episode. What resonated? Did you hear anything that inspired you? And if we have inspired you today, you can support our work and help us continue producing this podcast by hitting the donate button on our website. You can listen to Spots of Time for free on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and invite your friends. Also, follow us on Instagram at Spots of Time Podcast. Production support, website development, and social media management by Alexis Jones. Our music, entitled Spots of Time, was written by Michael Upward. Until next time, empower hope and healing.